After a near three week break after the season opener, we're back at an old 2020 classic this weekend. Let's get started. Seven-time champion of the world. So yes, we are back in Italy, back in Imola specifically, and we'll be returning after a huge break from the season opener in Bahrain. And looking back at the 2020 race we had in Imola, it resulted in Lewis Hamilton winning after Bottas uh, got pole position on the Saturday. But what do we think will happen this time? Who do you think will be uh, taking the pole position crown and the eventual uh, race winners? Um, trophy and cap come the end. What do we think? Who's who do we think have got some some good chances, or who could be a surprise package for uh, this weekend? I'd like a continuation of the of the, the great battle of uh, three weeks ago now, which is really bizarre actually for for a Formula One calendar. This massive break, one one race. That's all we got, and then they were like, ah, no more for a while. It's a bit like. In a, in a restaurant, you know, if they bring you your starter really quickly mm. and then you, you wolf that, that, that down, you're like, oh, brilliant, this is a sign of things to come. And then they just don't bring out the main. You're sitting there, like, <laughs> trying to catch the eye of the waiter, being like, hello. And then they, they try and ignore you because they know that you've eaten your starter mm. and you're waiting. So I feel like I feel like that. I feel like I've had my starter or Formula One and now I want my main. And then we mm. have the break in the summer and then we get pudding so i feel like they are <laughs> denying me at the moment my uh the main course of, of formula one action so get i i can't wait to find out whether or not i was talking for the last couple of weeks about this grand battle between hamilton and verstappen actually occurs but i i would like that and it looks like the uh the red bull car is in a very strong position so i think max will be Biting at the bit to make a statement at, at Mercedes. Also, there's been enough time as well for other teams to start developing things from the from testing and the and the first first race. They've now had wow five six weeks to turn around things, especially when it comes to the the underfloor of the car. Looking at Mercedes, I I think that other teams will start copying that perhaps Aston Martin might well copy that some things to bring it onto their package um McLaren as well had some good aero designs going into this season so I think we, we hopefully we might see Aston Martin become a little bit more competitive as they iron out some of those early kinks because what does tend to happen is teams will divert um, and go their own separate ways over the winter and then they'll realize that Mercedes did it right in the first place and they start copying them visually might add visually copying them um, to to bring in parts so we're getting to the point now where teams can start fabricating parts that they've seen from early testing so I'm hoping Aston Martin does well and I think Bottas as well will be will be looking at this race as a good way to stamp his mark on Mercedes as you said just now Tom the 2020 race wasn't particularly good for him so i i kind of would like bottas to see this race as redemption bottas redemption in imola um i feel feel like the big the most eyes though will be on 
Sergio Perez. Mm. We've seen. Ooh, I was him. about to say that. Mm. I think. Yeah. I think this will be the race where he is looking to take up the the baton of the second Red Bull seat and fight Bottas. I want to see Verstappen versus Hamilton, Bottas versus Perez, and I feel like this is the moment for Perez to really push that second Red Bull. He's had the testing now. He's had one race. This is the time to to demonstrate to the rest of us that we're going to have a proper championship fight on our on our hands between two mm. great teams yeah i am um, i was thinking when you i mean obviously i was listening to you obviously but when you were speaking i was having a think as well about um what my answer to tom's questions might be and um obviously i went straight to oh it will probably be mercedes or max and I said in my mind, it will be Mercedes or Max. And of course, that's the second Red Bull seat effect, really. But we forget that mm-hmm. there's a there's a there's that fourth car that could do so well. So yeah, now, as soon as I thought that, I thought, hang on a second. I mean, we without that breakdown um, on the on the outlap before that race, you know, who know what, what who knows what Sergio would have done last time. So um, Sergio could have done something great. So I'd like to see Sergio maybe um, stick it on pole. Um, or if he doesn't stick it on pole, you know, we know he can make his way through the pack. So really, wherever he ends up, as long as it's in the top sort of five, when it went during quality, he can he has a chance of winning. I'd also like to see Max do well, um, because as we know, he has a very poor record in Italy. Um, I don't. I can't remember the exact numbers. There's been at least three DNFs the past few times he's been in Italy in a row, I think, and then there's been sort of that's like right. a, an eighth finish, place finish, and a twelfth place finish. So, yeah, that's not Max's place at all anywhere in Italy. So it'd be really good to see him get a result and sort of end that curse. Um, I'd like to see, in a way, a Red Bull to win, just because if it could sort of alternate between like a Red Bull and a Mercedes, or lot, hopefully lots of other teams as well, but preferably like. If we can think realistically between those teams, at least we know it's going to be a super exciting season. So, whereas if we get another um, Mercedes win this week, it might start sort of telling the same old story again. So, yeah, I'd like to see the Red Bulls do well. Um, but I think that the Mercedes might may do better in qualifying. Um, that's just a bit of a hunch, but we'll have to find out. So, many where our mouths are, what do we think for pole? Who's getting pole in your view? What's your gut instinct when I say... Pole sitter for 21, it is... Go ahead. Um, Why don't you start with that one, Tom? Yes, go on then. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, okay, I shall. I think it's going to be Lewis Hamilton myself. Um, History does say that it it should be Bottas, or Bottas should have more of an advantage, not only being in that Mercedes car, but out-qualifying Hamilton um last season as we say in 2020 but i think that hamilton is very much on a roll and he's he's shown the rest of the paddock fans everyone around the world that he's going for that eighth uh, drivers championship but he's not planning to slow down it's it's more of a sort of acceleration or continuation of the form that he's shown over the last few years so i think the track in itself pertains itself to a Mercedes pole sitter, and I think that Hamilton continuing on from that Bahrain uh, victory, albeit sort of three weeks afterwards, um, will be the sort of recipe for for a pole. But I don't think spoilers, everyone. I don't think he's going to win the race, but we'll uh, we'll come on to that in a bit. You're right about the track not suiting um, the the Red Bull car and perhaps suiting the Mercedes more. Like many of the Italian tracks, there's a lot of straights and 
a lot of corners that aren't necessarily corners to Formula One cars because they just don't care that they're turning. They have so much downforce that they can just go round the corners flat out. And the Red Bull car, they, they capitalise on, on the fact that the car likes to go round corners very, very quickly in comparison to other cars because it has more downforce, has a higher rake on the car. All that sort of stuff means that it doesn't get up to top speed and get through the, the straights very quickly, which was what we saw in Bahrain. If if you watch the Bahrain Grand Prix, the, the commentators were saying that Verstappen would be coming back to Hamilton in the corners after the after the straights, and that's true. So I, I feel like you're right, Tom, because Imola, unfortunately, like Monza as well, is, is a fast track. So I, I think maybe the Red Bull might struggle here. I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm really hoping I'm wrong. They can do some clever stuff with this setup. And actually they if you can gain back a few, you know a few hundredths of a second in the in the corners, then hey hopefully i'm uh i'm proved wrong and, and maybe maybe we even get like a wet race or something like that but yeah i think oh. you're right hamilton is probably going to be on pole i'm gonna say that hamilton might well win this one i would love okay. there to be a little something of a, of a little mix-up um to change that but yeah i think hamilton won max two and then i think we might have a fight between bottas and perez because i think perez is going to make less mistakes but in a slower car and Bottas is going to make more mistakes in the faster car. I like that. On, you Liz. really thought it through. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, as basically as I kind of or, kind of already said really I expect the yeah, the Mercedes to be perhaps quicker but I expect Perez or Max to either climb their way, th- way through if they're further back or just push past if they're like near the front but I, I see them fighting well but I see when there's no um, competitive action yeah the, the Mercedes are probably going to be quicker you've both said Lewis so I'll just say Valtteri Bottas just to mix it up but either of them I, <laughs> still I can Mercedes, imagine though. you're, you're still going yeah. for the Mercedes I'm car. still going for the Mercedes <laughs> but I'm then yeah. I'm basically going for one that neither of you said so then if yeah. it is Valtteri I can be like haha <laughs> but then, of, but then of course if it is Lewis you can it's then true. say haha to me so um, I'm going to go yeah Valtteri <laughs> too kind I'm going to go for Valtteri <laughs> on pole and I'm going to go for <sighs> oh, oh, Max. I've, I've, I've looked up the weather forecast tell me more if it's what raining it Max say? will do well Saturday cloudy with 13 degrees classic okay. R- Sunday raining with yeah. 12 yeah. degrees um, what sort yes. of like probability are we talking is it like 99% precipitation type it's thing a, or it's a bit do you know what precipitation percentages I, I, I apologize if I'm wrong but I don't believe it means that there's a 90% chance it will rain I think oh. it means there is a 90% chance that rain will fall over a covered area so 90% okay. 90% of the area will receive rain at some point within the forecast. I think that's what it means, which is why you can be like, there's a 95% chance of rain, but I've got no rain here. I think it's something to do with that. I don't think it's quite like standard probability. I think it's to do with an area and how much rainfall is covering that area. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, just mind me of this. Fun I might facts. well be wrong. <laughs> if I am, if I am wrong, then uh, someone will correct me. God. But, uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, um, <laughs> the weather forecast looks to be quite cold, quite rainy, which suits... Uh, who's that suit? I want to say Lance Stroll. He does quite well in the wet. He did well in Turkey. Yeah. If it is, is raining... Yes, I think yes. it will suit the Red Bulls. Yes. And also, you mentioned the cold. Mm. Like, the cold often does often means a quicker track as well. Um, I don't fully understand why. <laughs> but that might be, you know, whether that will contribute or not. But yeah, I think the Red Bulls will do do decent but again i'm basically saying the same thing again they might not qualify first if it rains yeah. then i think that we might have more of a fight on our hands between more well and more people i mean it is it's through rain we've had some crazy races for, for uh, you know look at That's just true. look at turkey 100%. cold wet track that was mad though like a bit yeah. too crazy i, would, I think yeah. think about sort of germany yeah was it previous year or the i can't remember when it was um oh yeah, yeah. 2019 i think Yes. Um, that was like pretty crazy in the rain. Both both Mercedes, you know, DNF'd. So yeah, well, I'd say we had two, we had two mm. crazy races in in Germany in a row. Every we had the one where where Vettel spun off and crashed out in the Ferrari, and yes. and then we had the one where Max Verstappen ended up winning through. Well, I I want to say just pure luck, and uh, that, so yeah, rain rain really does throw everything off. So fingers crossed for that. I think that would be a really cool like counter to, to the, the Italian speed yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I think as well we should think about the the McLarens um, we know Daniel Ricciardo can like absolutely fly through a pack so he's he got probably third here worth last watching. time as well I think yeah I think he's worth watching um, and we obviously we're, we're a big fan and we also love the fact that he's got the Mercedes engine this year and he's in a good car so maybe let's put you know him for those who are writing down what we're saying or whatever, I would <laughs> I would put um, <laughs> Ricardo as, as a possibility as well, like definitely for a podium, if not, maybe not a win, but um, perhaps for a podium. Well, going into this, are you going to change your fantasy teams? Ooh, 100%. that's such a good question. 100%. I don't know if I'm going to. I think for me, Vettel has to go. Like, <laughs> it seems to me he's on a bit of a tor- having a bit of a torrid time, so I think <laughs> it's best to, uh, you know... Uh, chop and change in the early stages and not lose too much of a uh, uh, an advantage or lack of, shall we say, in terms of points. But um, yeah. I also yeah, removed I'd... Vettel from last last the end of last week, or sorry, last race, and instead now I've got both both McLaren drivers as well. So yeah, um, it's a good move. If you if you do want to join us in our F1 Fantasy League, there is a link in the description or a code just in case the link doesn't work. Um, <laughs> You, can, <laughs> you see how well you do against us. Yes, I am. Um, I don't think I'm going to make any changes because I, I think I'm going to see. I don't feel like I have enough information yet for how this is going to go this season because there could be flukes. So maybe after mm. sort of three races, I'm going to reevaluate. Um, I'm going to leave it as it is for now. I think, but yeah, it's we need that. Like you said about the waiter coming to the table or whatever, with your food being like it really does feel like. It was. I know it was only three weeks ago, but I'm starting to think like, what is Formula One? Like, <laughs> I know we yeah. had such. I know we had such a big break. Like, obviously the proper break. But I feel like, in a way, I was more aware of what was happening now. And now I'm like, oh my god! Like, there's a race this weekend, and yeah. it feels like we had we had that taste, and then it was gone, and I've just been distracted. So it's quite nice um, to feel excited about it again. Like it's almost like the start um, once more, mm. and then we get to see. You know, I think the more races that pass, we'll get to see more and more about how this season's going to play out. And at the moment, there's still 
every chance that it could be a good one. We, I think yeah. you you hit the nail on the head with with the flukes, and one of the <clears throat> one of the interesting drivers I think this week will be Yuki Sonoda, and yes. whether or not uh, he can. Well, he can challenge Pierre Gasly again. It looks like the Alfataris are fast cars. I think they're they're suited to. I think they'll be quite well suited to this track. They seem to be good in straight line. And also, I think eyes are going to be watching on on Sonoda because he has had a great confidence boost, which unfortunately Alex Albon, for example, and Pierre Gasly when he was in Red Bull didn't get when when they were trying <laughs> that car. So. Uh, I feel like uh, what I'm trying to say is Alex Albon and Pierre Gasly demonstrate what happened when you don't get a good confidence boost. And I think Yuki Tsunoda's sort of uh, race in Bahrain will will put him in good stead for this for this tr- uh, race in Imola, especially as perhaps he has already thrown the first punch at, at Pierre by finishing the. For, for finishing the first race um, in in good stead, so I'm really hoping that he's not a fluke as well, and actually he can capitalise on on the good car. And I I would like to see him ahead of Aston Martin. I think, although I can't, I'm not sure whether or not they you know, that will actually happen. I feel like it, it definitely could, and I think it would be really interesting to see Yuki Tsunoda challenge big wigs like Vettel, or or actually mm. even um, mm. the Alpine cars. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I think that the AlphaTauri like cars could could compete quite highly this year, and Alpine have been, and and Aston Martin were a bit of a disappointment. I mean, again, I'm going against my own comment. Flukes. We need to base what last week off as it could be a, it could be an idea of what's going to happen, but it could also not be an idea of what's going to happen. Um, but I think the AlphaTauri's could be really good, and I think I think when we're talking about those who might want to prove themselves this week, I would say it would be Pierre Gasly because we know that car is good. We've seen Yuki Tsunoda prove that and get a really good result for a rookie uh, rookie race. Um, and so I feel like Pierre needs now to come back and show that he is still the number one driver. Of course he is, like we know that, but he hasn't shown that yet. Obviously, he's only had one opportunity and it went wrong with his with his dnf um obviously there was not that was not his his fault and it was it was an awkward situation and i'm sure he would have done excellent if he'd carried on it was disappointing to see so this is now his chance you know he needs to get in there soon we know what we know what helmet marco is like you know you can't afford in either of those seats in the alpha tauri or in the red bull seats to you know to mess up so i'm not saying the air out because we've seen one race but I'm just saying mm. if we're talking for someone who wants to prove it will be Pierre because he's now got this exciting young rookie next to him who you know who will be who will be really pressuring him and hopefully making him perform better but I have no doubt that Pierre will show us but I think that might be someone who has that in their mind this weekend I think on a similar vein as well Ricardo has somewhat got to prove himself this weekend as we said he finished third in 2020 after qualifying fifth which was quite remarkable in that Renault car but rewind to Bahrain and he was seventh and wasn't really at the races compared to Lando Norris and you know when he came into the McLaren family there was such hype about what he could do what he could bring to the team and I understand there was as we say floor damage from that collision with Gasly which perhaps hampered him um, during that race but at a track where he's done so well Imola I think 
this race is a real chance to sort of put any sort of doubters or critics to bed and for him to really show everybody that he's he really is uh, worth his weight in gold really which I'm I'm confident he will but he's still got some some questions to answer similar to Perez in many ways we know the talent's there but he's just got to convert it now on a regular basis yeah I I, I hear what you're saying with Ricardo and he is nicknamed the the king of lake breaking and I, I feel like that that isn't used very much in in Bahrain and to be honest is it going to be used that much in Imola as well uh, hmm. I, I'm not sure there's no doubt in my mind that Ricardo is a good driver I, I have to say that he's in my F1 fantasy team <laughs> so <laughs> I, and he has proved himself on multiple occasions I, I can think back to his last performance for Red Bull in China when he stormed to the front from the middle of the pack maybe in the back close to the back of the pack anyway great performance then through his late through his late breaking and racing prowess um and i i feel like i have to give him the benefit of the doubt a little bit mainly because he has only had one race in this mclaren car I, I like I like that explanation for Vettel as well. I would really like Vettel and Ricardo to now be on some sort of wonderful redemption curve where they supersede everyone's expectations and are fighting at the front. These things take time. Uh, is is really what I'm saying here, and perhaps that's a nuance that Helmut Marco doesn't really understand. Yeah, I think true. you're right about that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Something else more on it the other day, but I can't remember what it was. Um, or oh, was it? Was this the walls comment? The what? He doesn't want runoffs. Is that what you're on about? Oh, you said. Oh yeah, he said something. No, I don't think it was that. Oh well, that was. I don't know. That was he a said silly a lot thing. of morning things. So. <laughs> Tom, do you want to explain what Helmut Marco's come out with this week? Yeah, so I saw this on, I believe, Autosport, and essentially he said the way we're going to prevent uh, drivers exceeding track limits on a regular basis is if we build walls. <laughs> on the edges of tracks, which I'm, I'm not too sure if that was meant ironically, if he wasn't there for the Bahrain uh, Grand Prix where Grosjean uh, was in that serious crash. But um, yes, uh, build a wall is the is the phrase of the day by Helmut Marko. You, so, um, we laugh, yeah. but that literally is Formula E. <laughs> yeah, well, the I was going to say Monaco. Like, we have walls in Formula One. We have things like Monaco. Walls are a really bad idea. Going at high speed into a wall is a very good way to stop but it's not very efficient in terms of preserving the human goodness this if only we could come up with some sort of virtual wall as if Mm. you weren't allowed to cross this let's call it a line (laughs) and at that point you are now exceeding the track limits it's like a wall helmet but mm. it's it's virtual. It doesn't exist. You can go through it to run off it. We call it a runoff area afterwards. But it's, it's not a lot part less painful of the, as well. It's a lot less painful. God, <laughs> that man, honestly, so I, stupid. <laughs> I know. Um, yes, going back about the Ricardo thing, um, I I absolutely agree. Like, obviously, I was talking about him like standing a really good chance. But when we're talking about proving themselves, um. And I mentioned Gasly. I also think, yeah, Ricardo does have a lot to prove because he's someone who has made decisions that people have doubted multiple times. And, mm. it, you know, he got those podiums last year. Great. But, you know, that's nothing compared to what he had in the Red Bull. So 
what you know was was he did he make the right decision or was it a bad call and, and he's now made another you know jumping around a little bit and you know with this we've discussed before we're not going to obviously go into it now but like is it his last decision like is this his last move in f1 like what's going to happen but so i think he has a lot of people to prove um wrong or to prove why he's done it but ricardo someone that obviously we know doesn't care one bit about what other people think and he'll just go and do his thing so he, although he ha- might have the attitude to prove people wrong he also doesn't care what we think and that's why he's so great <laughs> i think it might be his last move though i can't mm. see where he goes because of the young guns we now have yeah. the younger youngest grid and ricardo's jump now sort of from his red bull to to the renault and now to mclaren and mercedes are looking at the at the future talent we know toto toto is looking at george russell's uh, in george russell's direction mm-hmm. and i can't see them picking up ricardo not unless ricardo pulls out an absolute blinder but also i would like to think that we might well have a have a change in the dynamics of the sport with the upcoming rule change and car overhaul in fact i saw i saw in the uh the, the pictures of the upcoming formula one wheels with the uh the 18 inch wheels it looks really cool but i i feel like they th- this stuff will, will throw up the dynamic and there's no point sometimes hedging your bets too far in the future when it comes to rule changes and i would i i a little part of me would love the rule change to occur next year and then suddenly mercedes is pushed back and suddenly maybe mm. McLaren is back to being all dominant. And in which case we'll be sitting here saying, wow, what a great move from Ricardo!" Because when, when Hamilton announced his move to Mercedes, the critics were quick to point out that Mercedes hadn't won things yet. And then here we are. So I think this will be his last move. And I think this is his roll of the dice to... to you know, at the same time as there is a, an upcoming rule change, you know Hamilton has been so lucky with his moves in the sport from dominant team to new dominant team, and I think I think Red Bull, sorry, I think Daniel Ricciardo is chancing his hand as well because you miss every single shot you don't take, and I think he looked at Alpine and Renault and thought it's never going to happen here, so it's got to be somewhere else, and McLaren's. A if I had to do the same thing, would I also go to McLaren? I think I probably would. I think the same can be said for Alonso and Vettel this season as well. I mean, when Vettel was signed up for Aston Martin, in theory and as a concept, it looked like, looked like a, a great idea um, when you consider how fast that racing point car was. And when you consider that they were uh, sort of destined maybe to get that third place if it weren't for sort of um, tailing off at the end of last season... Uh, same with Alonso as well. I mean, Renault, now Alpine, looked strong as well. Uh, if some more development had been done to make that car even better, as the car still could be uh, in this season, we'd say, what a great move from Alonso. You know, what a great move from Vettel um, to select the cars that they have and to, to, to make the jump. But um, as is the case in the sport, often you, you roll the dice. Sometimes it comes up rosy and other times it, it doesn't really. It's all it's all dependent on the guys back home in the in the factories to... How people will view view your decisions um, in years to come? Yeah, just because you've got engineers now that suit the turbo hybrid era, doesn't mean they're going to suit the next era after this. 
<laughs> so who do we think is going to be the biggest surprise in Emily? We've talked about who we want to do well, who we expect to do well, but who are we thinking, hey, these these guys don't look so hot in terms of what they could do, but um, maybe they'll surprise us. Who do we think? I think this is a really hard one and I'm really struggling to think. I I feel like we've mentioned some really important names and I don't think we're going to be surprised by the results in the set, many of the results in the sense of the the really you know top guys are going to do really well and the really kind of rubbish cars i'm not going to say guys because only one of the people on the grid is a bad person but the rubbish cars are going to do not so well however surprise i'm just going to go out there like i think that nicola satifi might do better than expected i'm going to go for better than expected because then there's no pressure on me if i'm wrong (laughs) because because then because then if he if he comes you know P19, I'd be like, well, I expected him to be P20, so he's done better than expected. <laughs> but no, um, all seriousness, I think that he could, he he always is reasonably consistent, reasonably. Um, so why not? Let's go for a, a reasonable Nicholas result that people maybe not have been expecting, and then the pretty much everything else, everyone else will be in the sort of places we expect, I, I can imagine, and hopefully nice and close as well. So, well, I think biggest surprise will be Ferrari. I think uh, Carlos yeah. Sainz will put in a, a strong performance, and so will Charles Leclerc. The 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 Ferrari is a fast car, and people like looking at the the time gates and the speed gates to see how quickly Ferrari went through them. We're out in home Italian track. I would I would like the well, I would like the 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 red Rossa Corsa to be flowing through Ferrari's blood <laughs> and and pushing them. To make them proud in Italy, I think they're going to be the surprise. One of the two, Carlos Sainz or Charles Leclerc. So uh, yeah. we'll see how that holds up. <laughs> just quickly, I think you make a good point mentioning Ferrari because I really think that 2020 has had an effect on my mindset because I think of there being two. I mean, I'm sorry, two Mercedes and one Red Bull. I admitted that earlier, Baxton. And also, I think of Ferrari being like useless and I didn't even it didn't even cross my mind that Ferrari could do well so I've really been influenced by the last year and obviously yeah. we haven't seen enough this year to be make that decision but you're absolutely right I, that would be fantastic to see Ferrari do well and you know will it be a surprise I guess it would be a surprise it considering that they were yeah. so bad and I think year, yeah. out of the two I think it could possibly be Charles just because I think he at this point, in with the fact that the car's still a bit new for Carlos, I think at this point in the season, Charles may perform better. But I think that Carlos Sainz, obviously, we know has has that talent that can can do well in the fly. Yeah. Sorry, Tom. Please continue with your yeah. Answer. It's it, it's funny because I had Ferrari down as my biggest flop for uh, for this upcoming weekend purely Ooh. because one of us will they... be right. <laughs> what, what happens then if they're in the middle? We're neither. Yeah, so I... not a flop nor a. <laughs> I, I suppose it depends on how they finish. Like, what are we defining as a flop or a, a surprise, right? I, if they don't as... finish with points, I think they're a flop. They're, yeah, that means okay. they're top top five. I, as in, as in, both of them have got to score points or just one? Yeah, go on then. Both both have to score points. Okay. I think yeah, a success. I think a okay. success would be fourth. Charles has yeah, done that, that yeah. before. Yeah. In the yeah. last car, so if he can get fourth, that means he's battled with Perez slash Bottas. In my mm-hmm. like dream scenario, and and all the, well the McLarens as well by definition, uh, yeah, yes, and the McLarens, yes, McLarens yes. as well. So we we know if they haven't done very well because they are instead behind 
Alpine fighting with Aston Martin and yeah, Science Alfa Romeo versus and Vettel. Mm. Yeah, Alfa Romeo, mm. but then the Alpha's fast. The other thing yes. is the Alpha's fast. Yes. The Alpha might be a surprise. Can we write it? Well, actually, actually, that was that was actually funnily enough one of my surprises <laughs> as well. <laughs> so okay, we'll, we'll tackle Ferrari first. My definition of a flop is I think they're going to do worse than Bahrain because I I did consider the sixth and eighth place compared to last season somewhat of a, a huge coup uh, for Ferrari. I mean, it's not up with how they how they would do historically or how the team would want them to do. But um, yeah, I thought that was a, a strong opener and I think that fans may be slightly disappointed compared to that result at Imola because as we touched on at the very start, it's a, it's a track that pertains itself to sort of fast and high-speed cars, which I don't think Ferrari is compared to, you know, the Mercedes, Red Bull, um, McLarens uh, even. So... I think I think one one or two of them may score. I think one of them will score points, but um, I I think maybe a couple of points or just you know one, two or three, nothing nothing more than that. I don't foresee them finishing higher than seventh, which is a uh, somewhat bold. Uh, but now that's done. Going on to my biggest surprise, I think of all people, Antonio Giovinazzi is going to score points this weekend. Mm. You just gave some reaction there. Um, yeah, that. Because mm, well. he was 10th last year in 2020, 12th at Bahrain, as, as we say. The Alfa Romeo um, looks to be a pretty nifty car, so I reckon he's going to score points. Maybe at the expense of uh, one of his Ferrari superiors, you never never even know. I think it's a bold one, but then I also said that Nicholas Latifi would do well, so we're just throwing out some bold claims today, and I, I respect that. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah. Well, what about the flop? Because if you haven't done your flop yet, you guys know who my flop is. Who's your <laughs> he flop? He'll always be my flop, Nikki Tamarian. <laughs> Tell us the like, flop. If in doubt, presume <laughs> that if there's a negative question, I'm going to answer it with Nikki Tamarian. Just thought well, I'd let you all know that. Thing is, though, no, but genuinely, no, Nikki... but genuinely. Yeah. Okay, sorry. No, I was going to say, gonna but say genuinely. Ni- <laughs> 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 Go, Nik- you say Nikki Tamarian. But genuinely. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Nikita Mazepin though might well have the largest success or the potential for largest success because he managed to crash out on the third corner, third or fourth corner at Bahrain. So mm. if he does even like if if let's say like it's last year and there's five DNFs and he's not one of them, he's gone from not even finishing a lap to coming like 14th in one race that's true i feel like um he may oh no not even may he will do better than before but i don't think that's a huge achievement and i don't think we should congratulate him so i think that a good achievement you know i'll be um i may admit and and i may say well done if he gets a point finish because that, you know, in a house, that would be very talented and would very be. impressive. Yeah, um, 100%. Beating George. I think, though, place. that he'll... Exactly, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That would I would then decide mm. to congratulate Nikita Maspin. <laughs> uh, um, however, <laughs> I feel as if he will still remain the flop because w- he, even if he does quite well, it probably won't be that good. It will just seem well, like good because it was better than last time. And I don't think that he's skilled 
<laughs> as skilled as, as a lot of the other drivers. And I think that that will just show on track. Like, I'm not even just being... I want to be clear that to people that I'm not just like, oh my gosh, feminist, you know, Nikki Jamasman hater. I genuinely don't think he's a good driver <laughs> um, and I'm not even just even if I took account like got rid of the um, off track um, situation I would still think that he was poor and I think that in that case there's I can almost guarantee I mean if I'm proved wrong then whatever but I can almost guarantee that he won't be that good you know even if he does better than he did last time so he yeah. will remain my flop until proved otherwise and um I was about to say, I hope you proved me wrong. I don't. I hope I, pr- I hope, hope I'm right. <laughs> okay. I, I think Espan Ocon will be a flop this weekend. Yeah. I, I t- Ooh, what, what do you define as a flop for him, though? I think he's going to crash. Uh, that I is a flop. I don't know. I have a, I have a weird feeling about Espan Ocon this weekend. I just don't think it's going to go his way. Maybe the engine will explode. Yeah. Um, Get him out of your fantasy I don't know. Words. I don't really know why. I just I'm I'm predicting um, Espanol on Alpine. It's just not going to go very well this just this weekend. I'm sorry, Ocon. Prove me wrong. <laughs> on please. that, mm. on that, I'm just sorry to bounce in. Um, but I I found like we, I said it last time before, and I think it will say the same. I think that Alonso is going to remain a flop in the sense that <laughs> he'll never be, he'll never achieve this season what he thought he might be able to and what some media and fans thought he might be able to do so while he might do quite well Alonso will probably be a flop in the sense that he's not in the top five do you know what I mean that will be disappointing versus reality type thing Yeah. yeah And so ends our preview of the Imola Grand Prix weekend, which is coming up, as we've said, this Friday through to Sunday. And due to the funeral of His Royal Highness, the Duke of Edinburgh, Prince Philip, um, there's going to be some rearranging in terms of the timings. So, give you a quick rundown. Uh, Friday is unaffected. There's going to be um, practice 1 at 10 a.m. Uh, practice 2 will be at 1.30 p.m., but then going on to Saturday, final practice, practice three, will be at 10 a.m. And then qualifying will start at 1 p.m., not 2 p.m. So bear that one in mind. And then Sunday will be uh, unaffected. So um, just to let you all know, and during the qualifying and definitely the race, we'll be very active on Twitter. So um, if you're bored, if you're thinking to yourself, you know, there's a bit of a break between um, a couple of the sessions, why don't I go and look at them? And funny lot at F1 in review on Twitter. Then um, feel free to go and do that one, and we'll uh, we'll be back reviewing that very weekend uh, at some point next week. So uh, look forward to uh, to seeing you again. Yeah, and links to all of our Twitters and social medias are down below. <laughs>